Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast. Hello everyone, another week, another episode. It might be a little bit late, but you know what? I decided not to let you guys down this week. I actually was supposed to have a guest on Friday to recap The Bachelor. Things got lost in translation. Couldn't have an episode for you guys because as you know, this is more of a news podcast along with the interview. So unfortunately, I can't really batch record episodes all the time. I have to kind of be up to date every week and sometimes recordings just don't work out. Hence why, instead of just giving myself another week of just doing fuck all, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give people what they need. I'm going to record a solo episode and then include a little clip of a Instagram live I did last week with a dating expert because since I've been sharing a lot of my dating adventures with you guys on the show, I get a few DMs from people asking me you know, for advice and I'm definitely not the best person for the job. Don't do what I do. Don't try this at home. I'm just not the example to follow. That said, the example that I do encourage all of you to follow is no other than my tip of the week. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. So I just realized that I haven't really given a skincare tip in a while. And that is because I've actually really simplified my skincare in the last couple months. I don't know if it's lockdown or TikTok. I did read this article a couple of weeks ago that said, obviously, the skincare industry has expanded considerably during this time because people are investing a little bit more into their at-home wellness, beauty, you know, less makeup, better skin. And people are gravitated towards more clinical brands like CeraVe. And I never know how to say the name of this brand, but it's called... Augustinus Bader. I've been using all of these products, but I have something very inexpensive that might seem like it's not a necessary thing to buy, but I have found it particularly useful. It's in my handbag all the time, wherever I go, which is most likely on a walk or a friend's house. And it is available on Amazon, believe it or not, and it is called Lano Lips. So it's an ointment. It was created for your lips. I personally use it on my cuticles. So here's the thing, with all the hand sanitizers, the hand washing, and obviously the lack of manicures that we're able to get right now, a lot of people have been developing really gross, nasty, disgusting, dry skin around their nails. So you can go ahead and cut them, that's cool, but they are getting drier than normal. And if you don't actually hydrate them, you will, maybe it's happened to me. I don't know if it would happen to you, but cause an infection. So here's the thing, rubbing the nail against that little piece of skin is going irrit- to irritate the skin. And it's just very prone to infections. I've had that infection before. It was literally the biggest shit show you've ever seen in your life. I had to go to hospital. My thumb was like triple the size. They had to basically do an incision in the infection to get all the the pus out. I'm really sorry if this makes you queasy. And it's just not something that I'm willing to relive again. So, you know, I use the Lano lips on my lips. Obviously, you want to hydrate your lips as much as you can, but also on my cuticles, on my hands, on my feet. You know, I am getting a little bit of dry feet too. Dancer feet. Sorry, sorry. It's just a great product. I'm obsessed with the packaging. It's inexpensive It's and it's a great all-rounder. bit more of a simple tip this week, but I'm sure a lot of you will find it very useful. With regards to pop culture news, I'm not really going to, you know, touch on the actual news. I'm kind of getting bored of all the cryptic messages from the Kardashians. You guys don't have a show anymore. You're trying to keep us interested via social media. I'm not that interested. I did find the whole Kim Kardashian little thong thing for Valentine's Day quite funny because 
they must be very yeast infection inducing. Really sorry, won't be buying any of these. Also, this is not how you're expected to look like on Valentine's Day, especially not during a lockdown. Let's talk about Valentine's Day for a second, okay? Have you guys had a good Valentine's Day? I don't care if you had, because I'm here to tell the people who have had a lonely shit Valentine's Day, which it's kind of the case for me. I was alone. I was single, but I had the best fucking time. I can't believe I'm saying this on a podcast. I literally, you know, felt cute, my delete later kind of situation. But I ended up spending the day with my girlfriends, had the best day ever. They gave me flowers. They gave me gifts. I did the same for them. It was such a cute day. We went for a walk, you know, boring, boring lockdown stuff. I'm getting bored of going on walks, by the way. Should we go for a walk? Fuck you. Be more creative. Find something. Let's go sightseeing. I don't want to go on a walk in the park anymore. I do this with my dog anyway. That said, my friend Charlotte, I don't know if I can say her name on this, but I will because I think she was going to come on the show anyway, said to me, listen, Deanna, I have a really good friend. He's a really cool guy. And, you know, he's organizing this speed dating event on Zoom for Valentine's Day because, you know, a lot of people who are single are alone on Valentine's Day. And let me tell you something. Going speed dating is never ever something I would do, you know, in the normal world or in lockdown, you know, I'm in lockdown single and I still haven't used dating apps. As I said before, I have used them once for fun and it was literally the biggest shit show ever, never doing that again. I'm just not using a fucking dating app. I still refuse to do so. But my friend Charlotte said, listen, my fiance is here. I'm here. We're having a great time. We're having dinner together. You know, I'm in a kind of a bubble with them. Don't freak out being very safe. And she said, I think, you know, you should just go to take the piss. I honestly thought that this was going to be a bunch of desperate losers, you know, super thirsty for a little Jewish girl to cook them their meal while they're working property and have no hobbies, no interests besides going to restaurants with friends and talk about how much money they're making at their property job. Cool, cool, cool. I was like, you know what? I'm with my friend. Let's do it. Her fiance did this really hilarious thing. He did this whole setup where the Zoom was connected to the TV. He put a little cute ring light for me so I could look cute, whatever. So I go on this thing. It was the most awkward experience ever. I got stuck on a date for 20 minutes with my first person because something went wrong. And, you know, it was only supposed to be four minutes per people. And then you had this waiting room where everyone was kind of waiting in the waiting room. And Every single guy that we came across was just as uninteresting, thirsty, and just a little too much as the other. But it was entertaining. I had some great conversations. You know, my friend was like, selfishly, I want you to do this for me because if I was single, I would be doing this. And so, you know, I kind of did it just to entertain the room, basically. And funny enough, I came across someone who was super sweet, super manly, very good looking, a little young, maybe a, a, a tiny bit too young, more on the younger side, but just quite lovely. And I, you know, and I was like, okay, well, all the girls are going to be thirsty for this guy. And what happened is we got into such a good conversation during the four minutes that we didn't actually have time to exchange details. So we go back into the waiting room and we started chatting. It was actually really nice. And, you know, one thing I will say is, you know, the bitch who thinks she's above the dating apps and the dating services and the speed dates. That's me. But you know, sometimes if you just take it with a pinch of salt and put yourself out there a little bit and go with the intention of just having fun, you might actually just at least, worst case scenario, make a friend. 
That's all I'm going to say. And I don't want to be a Gandhi. I fucking hate the Gandhis of the world. But I have to say that day I learned something. And what I learned is I still will not go on the dating apps. (laughs) It's too time consuming for me. But it doesn't hurt anybody to just say yes sometimes. So I will not go out of my way to create a dating app profile. But I will say yes more. And that is the conclusion to that story. Um, I can't believe I just went on a little Valentine's Day tangent here. But, you know, with regards to celebrity news... I have been really getting into Made in Chelsea because I'm thinking I'm in London now. I need a relatable reality show. Thought it would be a good one. If you guys have watched it, you have to let me know. Completely obsessed with Sophie Herman. But then obviously, obviously married at first sight, Australia. I cannot tell you how addicted I am to this show. It just gives you all the feels. You will get emotional. You will laugh at people that are just hot messes. You will feel sorry for the poor victim. You will feel empowered by the badass woman who is taking her life into her own hands, but also leaving it in the, you know, professional's hands to find her husband. I just feel like I learned so much about dating, watching that show and like the dynamics between male and female and how, you know, men kind of approach a first date or you know the first interaction with the woman and what goes through a woman's head when she has that first interaction with a guy thought it was really interesting and I can't actually recap the show yet because I'm not up to date but so what I decided to do was to repost the audio which sorry is going to be very poor quality with the Instagram live I did with Rodney Rabani who is a dating coach in Los Angeles. And he focuses, you know, he's specialized in the Jewish community, Jewish dating, and more specifically Persian Jewish dating. That said, he also does cater to, you know, people from every religion, every background, but as a Persian Jew himself, he really can relate to the struggles. And I mean, he's married now with two kids. He's so insightful and he helped me rationalize so many things that really infuriated me in the dating world and that I, you know, properly understood after this live so in case you don't follow me on instagram i highly encourage you to do so by the way it all happens on the dms it all happens on stories and if you don't here's the instagram live for you and you can listen to it on your commute you can listen to it while you're baking your lockdown muffin or brownie or whatever the fuck you're doing and just enjoy rodney hi Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, how's everything in LA? It's okay. Uh, things are slowly opening back up. Um, yeah, lucky you. Yeah, we have outdoor dining now. So jealous. Um, should I start by introducing you? Because there are a few people watching. So we have... Okay, okay so let me just preface this whole situation because it's not it's not like a usual thing for me to go live on instagram i I actually find it really awkward so you know i find it so you know i have a podcast most people do know i have a podcast and i talk Mm -hmm. about reality tv whenever i touch on (laughs) bitch come back i miss you miss you too rodney's my favorite he's mine too whenever i actually talk about dating whether it's on stories or on my podcast I get so many DMs about people saying, why, how would you do this? And how would like, they ask me questions as if I were a dating expert, which Mm -hmm. we both know I'm clearly not right, Rodney. (laughs) You're you're not bad. 
I'm terrible. I feel like it's kind of an intense responsibility to take on. So, you know what? I kind of took a few of these questions and I grouped them together and I thought a lot of people could actually benefit from your online course and, sure. you know, speaking with you and I read all your Instagram posts. You're a dating coach, dating expert. Right. Um, and I just thought a lot of people could benefit from of the stuff that you say because it, your stories have helped me so much. I'm happy to hear that. Yes. So sure. can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do about the question of the day? I don't know if we can talk about question of the day. No, we yeah. can't. Okay. Sure. Um, so I, I am a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist, but I only practice as a, as a coach now like a life coach, a relationship coach. Um, and uh, my passion has always been um, to help people have healthier relationships. Um, I created Question of the Day on Facebook. It's, a, it's amazing. Uh, you're, uh, you're in the group, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, it's a Facebook group, by the way, where people send you anonymous questions you post them and literally people get so savage on there with their responses and yeah. it's better than watching a reality TV show. It's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty intense sometimes. A lot yeah. Of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, I started that group a while, a while back, maybe like five years now. Um, and the, and the purpose was to, um, put out these questions Mm -hmm. that uh, people have that they don't uh, typically ask or they're afraid to ask or they're yeah. afraid to discuss, especially in the Persian Jewish community. Yeah. Um, a a lot <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> right. So a lot of the topics are like taboo. Yeah. Um, and, and it's wonderful because like people post these questions and these, they discuss these questions that, aren't normally discussed or talked about. Um, so it's, it's almost, it almost feels like um, people are, you know, they've been holding back and internalizing like these feelings about these top certain topics and they're just unleashing yeah. these questions. Someone, someone is asking, how can you join the group? I'm just hearing about it for the first time. So, um, Good question. I, I think you just I, have to look for it online or you have to be invited. You, I think. you can be invited. Um, I post about it every once in a while. Like sometimes I'll, um, I'll post the question on my story and then uh, add the link to the, yeah. to the group. Um, I'll actually do that probably today or tomorrow. With yeah, do it for everyone on here. So. Also, um, if you guys want to ask questions, there's a little, there's a little question thing to click on and then it will show you, it will show us the question. Right. Um, it'll make it easier for people to rewatch and digest. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and, and so now you're, you're a coach. Um, Rodney knows that don't take my advice when it comes to dating. Okay. You must listen to him, not me. <laughs> don't um, listen to me so when i talk about my dating shit on the podcast and i'm like meh, 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 it's entertaining uh -huh. but don't try this at home type of thing so i thought it'd be better to have you on okay. um yeah sure. i just i just thought it would be helpful and also you know i'm in london now so <laughs> charlotte juliet goes hallelujah don't listen to diana 
<laughs> Charlotte's the, the the Rodney of London, by the way. She's oh, my really? really good friend. Oh, um, so people are asking questions. Um, I'm going to ask some of the questions that I've received first. Sure. Because we are in a pandemic. The, the dating game has completely changed. Yeah. And I just felt it was such a big responsibility for me to like talk about this stuff and then give people advice. Like I'm not qualified for it. I don't want to take on that responsibility. I don't want to ruin anyone's relationship. Uh-huh. I've listened uh, to your stuff. You're not that you're not that bad. <laughs> you're good. No, but I think I, I think I have like a good head on my shoulders, but yeah. I don't think I have the expertise. Like it's just not my thing, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I get it. What have you listened to? <laughs> um no you've given good advice like i think i i heard something about like um fuck boys you talked about or... oh have you heard me talk about the covid fuck boy i think a little bit yes okay l let's start with the fuck boy okay mm -hmm. i want you because i see you mention the word fuck boy quite a bit uh mm -hmm. on your stories mm -hmm. and you know when you call people oh that person's a fuck boy or you're a fuck boy everyone's like i'm not a fuck boy can we just agree on like a universal definition of the fuck boy from an expert, from a professional, um, so that we can all kind of be on the same page. Cause I feel like a lot of people think that the fuck boy is this like guy who's intentionally just mean and horrible. And I think there's many layers to the word fuck boy. So, so actually, um, I've kind of grasped a pretty good idea of, of, um, what a fuckboy is and how they come come to existence and what they are um so I, I might get a little technical and like throw out some psychology terms but um obviously i'm gonna i'm gonna like explain in detail so um a fuckboy like uh everyday term uh if you were to explain it like simply it would be someone uh, uh, a guy who um uh give might give you some attention um but has no means to connect on a more um intimate level and uh just kind of uses you for attention um for their own uh needs or purposes and yeah. uh when they when they've gotten their fix or or um whatever it is they move on to the next victim pretty much got it so you're saying the fuck boy is just a selfish boy who acts for himself <laughs> and doesn't care about what you're feeling where you're at um, yeah i mean that's yeah. that's how it comes off self-serving self-serving yeah yes. pretty much if, okay if, if we were to get technical um the 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 way i would um define a fuckboy or or how they come to become a fuckboy um have you ever heard of the attachment theory no okay so this guy years ago i think during world war ii um comes out with this he, he was like a like a surgeon or a doctor in the army and he comes up with some theory called the attachment theory and he learns um he he, he does these studies and he learns that um, people have different attachment styles and how they, um, how they attach to people as an adult. It's what they learned during childhood with their primary caregivers. Okay. Yeah? So you're saying that the way that 
I would get attached to someone is similar to the way I got attached to a parent. Correct. So Correct. basically, I'm codependent. That's cool. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's it's shit. There's, yeah, there's shit. more layers to that. There's more layers okay. to that. Okay. Um, and and this guy he came up with different attachment styles. So um, there's three main ones. There's secure, which is the ultimate goal. Um, for, for everyone to get to, to be, have a secure attachment. And then there's anxious and there's avoidant, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I'm not going to get too in depth about the secure one. It's pretty self explanatory and yeah. as well. Um, the avoidant attachment is what has, has turned into our modern day fuckboy. Okay. Um, someone who's avoidant. They learned as a child that um, their feelings aren't valid um, or or that uh, they're not heard or they have to or they have to depend on their themselves. So they were right. kind of neglected as a child. So they grow up to believe that um, they can't trust people. And what happens is I'm getting texts from people saying this person's avoidant, but sorry, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> So, so you're now that now, like when you have this awareness, you're going to start noticing yeah. it more. Um, so this avoidant person, they, they have a hard time connecting. They have a fear of intimacy. They have a fear of being vulnerable. Um, so everything they do is surface and, yes. and before things can become, um, serious or, or if there's a, a connection starts to form they detach and they become avoidant and they go, you know, they retract back into their shell or whatever it is. Yes, so, yes, yes. Right. So, so, and so this can be read as fuck boy. So people can see it as someone with bad intentions, but actually there's so much more behind the surface. There's a lot right. more than meets the eye. And it comes from actually like a, so much baggage. It's previous baggage that they're projecting onto other people. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and a lot of times, um, a lot of times people don't even, don't even know they're avoidant and yes. they might carry it with them and a negative experience like being dumped or whatever it is, um, triggers all that. Okay, cool. Sorry. I just got Lainey, Elaine just called me and it no. fucked up the line. <laughs> I just texted her saying, don't call, I'm live. <laughs> um, so, okay, here's my little thing for you. So this is actually very helpful. Sorry, were you, get, were you going anywhere with this, Rodney? No, that was pretty much it. Yeah, no, I, th this is, I'm getting texts from people being like, this person I know is avoidant, la, 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 la. It, it explains a lot. Um, I'm glad you guys are finding this helpful. Um, so, you know I talked about the COVID fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me if I've gone wrong with my theory? Tell me, tell me in depth your theory. Mine is not as professional as yours, okay? Mine is just like surface level, blonde Diana, um, stupid, but like whatever, you know? Uh -huh. So the COVID fuckboy is basically an enhanced version of the fuckboy. Okay. Um, because obviously every struggle that we have in the dating world in the real life, in the normal world, is going to be amplified during a world pandemic. 
So the fuck, the, the COVID fuck boy is basically everything that you've described. It's not necessarily someone who has bad intentions or who, you know, means to hurt people's feelings. He's not a psychopath necessarily. He could be, but he's not necessarily. Um, the COVID fuck boy is someone who's just a little bit more savvy about his fuck boyness because, you know, you're at home, you're by yourself, you have time to think, you know, oh. you can really kind of look at yourself and almost like hold a mirror to yourself and be like, oh shit, this is the kind of person I am. You learn a lot about yourself when you're in isolation. Right. And so I think that the COVID fuck boy actually has a little bit more of like negative intentions because he probably knows he's being a fuck boy, but he's a little bit more strategic about being a fuck boy because if you aren't strategic with your dating fuck boyness, you get nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, 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 um, I agree with you. And Am I a dating expert? <laughs> you are. You are now. I actually, I actually call that an advanced fuckboy. An advanced fuckboy. Okay. Yeah. So same thing. COVID fuckboy. I call those advanced fuckboys. Yeah, the COVID where, fuckboy is an advanced fuckboy. Yeah, where where they almost use have used this pandemic. Um, to they've used it to get what they need a bit more kind of yes because you know it's a pandemic it's everyone's out there for themselves we're trying to do the best that we can to cope and right. for the you know for the self-serving fuckboy that means you know trapping someone <laughs> just manipulating them i know it sounds horrible i don't think that the i don't think that every covid fuckboy has negative intentions but i think that the covid fuckboy is very well aware that he does not give a fuck about this person. And he's not necessarily being like mindless, you know, like, hey, what's up with like a random you up text. It's more like, I would love to see you for a walk or I would love to like have a dinner. Like he has to be a little bit more proactive about it, but mm -hmm. still in his mind knowing that he doesn't give a fuck about the other person. And this is what I'm seeing. Like I, you know, I listen to all these podcasts, like the you up podcast and I get the questions and I've seen that a lot. So this is my personal definition of the fuck boy. Um, so, you know, I just, I just kind of wanted to tell, you know, there can be fuck girls as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've, I've definitely had my fuck girls day, but you know, so all the girls were like desperately thinking that this guy is your Prince Charming because he sent you a really cute message inviting you for a dinner or something. Be right. a little bit more cautious with COVID dating if you want to stay away for, from the fuck boy, basically. Um, let's talk about the fuck girl for two seconds. Do, do we have a different definition of a fuck girl? Because I, I feel like the fuck the girl is more attention seeking. I think it's the same thing. It's, I think it's just coming from um, this void of yeah. wanting to connect, but afraid to be vulnerable or intimate. And right. Girls carry that as well, you know. You don't see yeah. it as much with girls, I think, because um, guys from a young age, um, if we're going back to the avoidant attachment, um, guys, they're, they're um, raised to, to think or believe that their feelings... Make them like, weak. Correct, correct. Mm -hmm. So, so they, um, they were dismissed more as a child. And that, you know, that is a recipe for that avoidant attachment. 
So I see that more with guys than girls, but it happens with girls too. Got it. And so I got this question, like, mm -hmm. what is the right way? And I know that's like a very broad, difficult question, but some people are asking me, what is the right way to date during this pandemic? What should people do more and how are people getting it wrong? What is the right way to date? So I, I, I take it as what's a healthier way to date. Yeah. Um, I would say just like any, any other time to date, to have healthy boundaries and, um, to know your own self value and self worth and not, um, give in to, to something that looks shiny and nice mm -hmm. to really evaluate it, do your research before you emotionally, physically, spiritually or intellectually invest in the person right um, yeah so like get to know the person besides besides just their words like see yeah. if actions follow with their words um have boundaries uh don't let yourself get too attached don't let yourself fantasize about what can be and take take your time um Charlotte says, get a blood test and run a background check, <laughs> which she probably has done for every person I've ever spoken to. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so here's another thing. Uh -huh. uh, it's no secret. I'm very open about it on all my platforms. I'm Jewish. Yay. I may not look super Jewish, but I am. <laughs> 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 it was kind of a problem for me when I was living in LA. Remember, we spoke, we spoke about it. I talked to you about it. Whatever. I'm very open about everything on this. Um, what is a big problem that you notice in the dating world within the Jewish community specifically? And I know it's not good to label people, but there is a, a different dating culture when you are Jewish. Let's not lie. Let's be honest. Yeah, there is. What's the biggest issue? Um, I think two things. One, um, the Persian, especially the Persian Jewish community, but Jewish, I think we, uh, uh, we learned, um, more than other communities to not be weak and, um, being weak means being vulnerable or sharing feelings. So, um, most of us have learned to, um, kind of intellectualize things and, and do, do what's best or, or, um, attain what looks best. And that's driven us more towards like materialistic things. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of created this, this thing of like, I think we, in our community, we prioritize the wrong things. You, you prioritize taking boxes more than what you, like how you feel maybe or right. something. Like yeah. prioritize things like um, money or mm -hmm. uh, class or um, the person's career. And don't get me wrong. I think financial security is important. And I'm not, and I'm not just referring this to, um, women like both men and women they they look at these things like class yes and, and um uh career and 
things like that. And I think those, those things can be important if it's coming from a place of like, these are my values and I need someone to be aligned with these values. But yes. I think most people um, prioritize some of these things because it looks good. Right. And, and that's what gets us into trouble. Right. Um, instead of, instead of going with like our heart and, um, paying more attention to the connection and prioritize. Are you there? Yeah. Sorry. I lost sorry. you for a sec. Yeah. Um, Hello? just prioritizing yeah. things that are more important. I think that's what we need to do. Yeah. In the community. Jeffrey said, I really think that when someone really wishes to date seriously, avoid the big cities because the large majority only wish for a one night stand and run. Okay. Well, you, I don't think you can generalize that way, but the big cities make it a lot harder to date. I will tell you that. Um, some people say, so I got this question today, which I thought was really interesting. Someone said, how do you use social media to your advantage for dating without coming across thirsty? <laughs> wow. What a good question, actually. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. How do you use social media to um to date without being thirsty? Is that the question? Yeah, like how do you use social media to your advantage for dating okay. without being thirsty? I think I think um it's best and this might sound weird. I yeah. think social media is good to use as kind of like your own personal like website or business card meaning like that's the la in you that that's a very la thing to say if you're uh -huh. promoting a business in the uk on social media you're thirsty because they oh, don't really? get they don't they don't get it yeah but i i love that because i'm off i i completely agree right. with that yeah not, not necessarily promote but um like like i tell i tell like you know how I feel about like dating apps. I'm not a big fan, right? No, I hate, I've never, I, I mean, maybe once because right. I was bored, but like, no. Right. But, but I, but I also don't think it's a bad idea to be on them just so you can, so people can know you exist. You know what I mean? So like, Good um, point. yeah. So like same thing with social media to just have that social media and to be, to interact. So, so people can know you're out there. So if they want to hit on you or find you or look for you or, you know, make that move outside of social media, they know you're, you're, you're there. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, you know, when you, you're dating a guy and this guy is just not on Instagram, you're like, is he a serial killer? Well, it's like, no, but you know what I mean? Like when, yeah. when you go to your girlfriend and you're like, oh, I've been seeing this guy and like, oh my God, what, what's his Instagram? Exactly. And then you go to look and he's not there. Everyone's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or, um, um, sometimes guys hit me up and they're like, um, hey, like, you're friends with this girl on Instagram. Like, who is she? Like, can you make the intro? You know? Oh my gosh. Yes, carry on. Yeah. Right. So, like, like, they would never know this girl exists if she wasn't on social media you know very true i've yeah, yeah. i i Especially now i'm now. like Ugh, should i be on dating but i'm, I'm not going to do that but right. so my friend said what should we write as diana's first sentence on a dating app <laughs> what should we write for diana's first sentence i'm a dating uh expert 
You know what? If I said this, I would make people run, run for the hills. When you're a girl and you, huh? Or maybe the opposite. I'm not a dating expert. That would probably make everyone actually want to date me because as soon as you give people a challenge, especially men, they're like, woohoo. Huh? Guys love a challenge. Let's not lie. Um, Who doesn't? Me. No. <laughs> Look, when you make. When you make yourself too available, it's not good. And if you make yourself too unavailable, it's not good either. Very true. Um, I, oh, Elaine. Hey, Elaine. How are Hello, you? Elaine. You've met, you've missed all of the good questions. Um, I have two questions for you about, yeah. you know, you have a lot of people that submit stuff on your Instagram. Uh huh. Oh, we have more Persian girls here. Um, she's my partner, actually. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. I, I've seen her, but I, I don't really. Yeah, yeah. I'm basically Persian. Can I just tell you something, Rodney? I made, yeah. how do you say it, Tadig the other day? Wow. No, no, no. My first try, and it was a perfect, perfect, just no rice, like, ask Elaine. Are you good? Are you a good cook? I didn't think I was, and then I tried to do it, and on my first try, I was like, whoa. It's that easy. <laughs> it's I, know, I guess I have it in me, and I've never just, like, I don't know. I really, ever. ever all the Persian guys were DMing me being like, if I had known when you were in LA. <laughs> Maybe you have some Persian in you and you didn't know. Uh, but uh, Elaine brought it out of me. I think that's what happened. I see. So you have a lot of, um, you know, people submitting stuff all over your platforms. Yeah. What is like the number one, like male pet peeve that you've like seen? Cause you know, you ask people like, what is a, a no-go for you? And then you have people submitting. What can you notice the most amongst guys that they hate? And then I also want the same for girls. Um, the biggest pet peeve for men? Yes. I'll tell you the first thing that comes to mind. I don't think it's the biggest. Yeah. But I hear this a lot. And it's, it might sound ridiculous. But when girls don't say thank you after a date. Uh, yeah. But can yeah. I be honest with you? In LA, so many, so few guys pay that there's not even an opportunity for us to speak. That is horrible. Is that I, I promise you the amount of guys that are okay with splitting or just letting the no. girls pay. I've never, I've never in my life seen the, the worst in LA. Are you serious? I swear to God. I See, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's. So horrible. they're like, I took her out on a date. I didn't pay, but she didn't say thank you. Well, what am I thanking you for? Your brilliant company. Everyone's <laughs> replaceable, my friend. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't. I'm literally the worst person in the world. This is amazing. But okay, fair. If, if, if they pay, I don't want to be like materialistic that way. But honestly, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing you mean because they pay for the date and the girl doesn't say thank you. Rude as fuck. Yeah. But I don't think that's the biggest pet peeve. Let me think. Um, I would say biggest pet peeve. Um, when a girl's insecure. This kind of goes both ways. No. When when a girl thinks like hot shit. Like they're, yeah. too, good, like they're too good to like talk to you. Or, like, all, sorry. Sorry I'm saying this, but there's some truth to it. Like so many girls are having a hard time dating. And like there are good guys out there. And they don't get that much love because they're being judged or, or 
um, they're not playing hard to get. So like, I think that's a big pet peeve of, of guys. Like, hey, like yes. you're, you're bitching about not meeting anyone. Well, I'm right here and you're, you're, you know, I'm trying to make this happen and you're, you're cold or like. Yeah, they're not being given back. the benefit of the doubts. Right, exactly. And what is it for girls, would you say? Um, for when girls, a guy doesn't pay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would say uh, for girls, it's probably um, guys, a lot of guys, and this falls into that fuckboy category. A lot of guys that like, come off like all into you and shit, and then within weeks just drop off and, and are gone. And I think a lot of girls have been hurt by that. Um, but I think I think that makes girls like a guy more from what I've seen with my friends. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's a pet peeve. I know it like hurts their feelings. But when I I've never seen girls more like what the fuck oh, is going on. Then OK, OK, cheap, being cheap. Can I tell you something? Huh. That is the number one thing I look at. And I know it's I'm 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 just saying it honestly, yeah. because I know it sounds materialistic and just superficial but i am a believer that if a guy is cheap he's he's going to be cheap emotionally he's going to be he's just going to be stingy emotionally i think it shows in so many different scenarios than just like who pays at dinner or whatever Mm. and that is the number one thing i look at i could see that um i don't think it's always the case i don't think it's always the case because i know i know there are guys like i've heard of different situations where the guy emotionally is like really there um but just is very tight with his money and and but that's not being cheap that's just not having the means to do it maybe no they have the means to do it and they just don't want to okay yeah well i don't like that either yeah but 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 what you said is typically the case and i and i agree i agree i can see that it's, it's a red flag regardless. I think so too. I think, I so, think so. Some people can put up with it and they don't mind. Like if everything else checks off, whatever, it's not a big deal. I don't think, like some people don't see it as a, you know, a deal breaker if everything else is yeah. there. But I think it's it's a disease. It's horrible. I see it the same way. And you know what? You know, I fucking hate it when people were like, when people say, let's normalize this. But like, Let's normalize talking about how much we fucking hate the cheapskate. Like, please. Because it doesn't make you superficial. It doesn't make you a horrible person. And the reason why I judge people who are cheap is because I'm so generous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, but like, you know, I was raised with like, you know, we, my family would do anything for me and I would do anything for them. So it really fucking bugs me when I just see people who are just... I think it's a super unattractive quality, so I have to agree with that one. Yeah. Um, look, a lot of times it has to do with some trauma, like, you know, um, being raised, just not having money, or, or sometimes it's passed down, like your parents are cheap, and it yeah. becomes part of your value system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those values aren't going to fly with me. Um <laughs> Or most girls, for that matter. Um, so if people, if, if you're someone who is in the dating world and anyone has told you before that you are cheap, just try to check yourself. 
because nobody fucking likes it. Yeah. Um, well, you know there are girls out there who are cheap too. Like how? How? Like um, they'll they'll nickel and dime on certain things, or like when it comes to shopping or hygiene or um, you know the guys always paying and taking care of things and like they don't feel reciprocated in some ways yes that is a version of cheap 100 percent. yeah so but but you see it more with guys but it happens with girls too it does happen with girls and i've seen it as well um unfortunately it you don't see it right away like right off the bat with girls it kind of it's kind of something that you see later on in the relationship i feel yeah. like with guys it's like easier to spot early on you could see it with like i hear it with uh girlfriends like oh yeah we all go to dinner and like there's that one girl who doesn't want to pay for dinner or like we want to go to this club and the tickets are like this much so we can meet guys and whatever and like that girl doesn't want to pay you know so don't you fucking hate that person who's at dinner and who's like i only got a salad well then don't fucking come to dinner (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it happens i hate that person that person ate my friend um and I have one last question for you, Rodney. Sure. Um, we haven't really, I, I guess we have talked about pandemic dating because that's what I wanted to focus on. But, you know, obviously I watched The Bachelor. I don't know if you watch it because you'll probably hate that show because you're like, it's everything I, everything I hate about the dating I culture. Tried. I tried <laughs> watching it. Uh, oh my gosh, my friend Claudia goes, who's this handsome man? Um, oh. He's married and has two kids. Bye <laughs> to you. <laughs> I'm flattered. Thank you. But yeah, I'm married with kids. Sorry, um, I cock blocked you. <laughs> it's all no. I mean, I'm, I'm married. <laughs> um, I I started watching it, and I'll tell you something. This the last couple seasons have really pissed me off. It's just different. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know. It's just it's just different. The vibe is different. But yeah, but, it's too um, produced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my 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 wife religiously watches it like yeah she kicks everyone out of the house makes sure you know no one's bothering her turns her phone off 8 p.m monday sometimes tuesday nights i know the drill right it's a sacred moment in a woman's life let me tell you yeah so i've i've sat down and like in passing i've seen episodes in the past yeah and it's it's chill it it's it makes me cringe sometimes it's so cringeworthy, yeah. Yeah, um, and I tried watching this season, and I was actually gonna do like um, like a do's and don'ts with with The Bachelor, and I just I, I watched one episode. And I'm like, fuck that, I can't. Okay, but Rodney, I let me just tell you something, and this is like your friend Diana speaking to you. Mm-hmm. If you did a Bachelor like do's and don'ts like on TikTok, like these short videos. Mm-hmm. Do you understand the amount of females that would follow you because they watch this show and that is what they expect to happen to them when they meet their person? They so expect what to happen? They want a guy to be like, out of all these 34 girls, you are my one and I'm going to do a cheesy proposal with a cheesy ring and tell you all those cheesy things at a dinner date. Like, yeah. When you watch The Bachelor, there's no like challenge. They don't talk about the nitty gritty of things. You know, it's always like, you know, stroking each other's egos and being like, when I look into your eyes, I can like totally see us like, no, no, no. It's like, sorry, me and my American. (laughs) 
yeah, thank you. In the in the words of Lainey, I literally hate you. But um, <laughs> um, so you know, I think you would actually be a hit in the in Batch Nation if you so did that. I, so what would I have to do? I don't even I don't even understand. Just you know, if you watch the show and okay. you kind of took little clips of you know behavioral things that you notice that are toxic or bad or okay. you know unrealistic. You okay, so I, so like the first episode I saw some with Matt girl, James. Yes, so some girl, some girl I forgot her name started talking smack about another girl to get her kicked off, kind of. Yeah. What was her name? I literally, they are so fucking stupid. Can't remember a single name, okay. but carry but, on. But you know what I'm talking about. 100%, yeah. So like, so like, for example, take that clip and say, this is not cool. Don't do this. It might come off insecure. Well, or... I, so here's the thing. Producer Deanna kicking in, okay? Yeah. You should start every single video with a little like five second intro being like, here's some toxic traits about dating culture that you see on The Bachelor that you should never apply into your real life. You show the clip and then you're like, let me tell you something. Boys fucking hate the bitchy girl. No one wants to settle down with someone who's got negative energy. <laughs> Some, someone said, no, don't do it. I respect you, Rodney. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. He is just telling you why The Bachelor is actually quite toxic for, date, for the dating culture because yeah. it just puts your expectations here when they should be there. I'm not going to say this because I don't want my guy to be like The Bachelor. So I'm going to be like, here. When they right. should be there. So, you know, I just, I would, I, I understand I that Rodney is, is above the bachelor, but <laughs> I think it would be cool if you actually made a point of it, but Good. that's yeah. just me. And then yeah. you show the clip and you explain. But, um, I have a question about this specific bachelor that is Matt James. Sure. So good looking, by the way, but I hate him. Um, oh, Claudia says, does Rodney watch Married at First Sight? I've seen every episode. Oh my gosh. Well, Claudia, if you have questions, fire away. Um, it's such a good show and I, and you can learn so much from that show. It's insane. Claudia, I ask your questions. Um, so, you know, this bachelor, Matt James, was insanely attractive. How annoying because I hate him. Um, he always tells every girl, I see a future with you. But then he ditches them. What do you think about the guy who tells every girl that he sees a future with her? Hmm. I think that's that's kind of like fuckboy vibes, like leading them on. He's a COVID fuckboy. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He is a COVID fuckboy. He is a COVID fuckboy. He's like, I'm going to be so lovely. I respect you guys. You're so sweet. I see a future with you. And next week, bye-bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's messed up. Wait, so Claudia says, do you feel that they match people just for good TV sometimes because it's so obvious they aren't compatible? For, for on like, on uh, uh, Australia. On that show, uh, Married at Love First Sight. Married at First Sight, yeah. Um, I've, seen, I've seen some episodes where I'm like, why the fuck do they match these two? Um, they're so different. But you yeah. know what? Sometimes at the end, they end up being like one of the strongest couples. So yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. There's this one pastor on the show and he's so legit. Like yeah. he's so legit. I don't think he would ever let that fly. 
Okay, so you believe you really believe it? I think they really they try to make matches. I haven't watched the show, but here's my opinion because sure. I'm Deanna Espier and I have opinions about everything. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> when you, what's it called, married at first sight? When you have a concept that is like married at first sight, you don't actually need crazy cast members for the plot twist to happen. The right. simple fact that you are married at first sight is going to like open the floodgates for all the drama to just happen. Exactly. So, so let actually being truthful to the process and letting it actually happen on its own without trying to orchestrate XYZ is yeah. probably good enough for good television. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that, and you see that, you, like, um, that, like, marriage is so difficult and, like, being in their face, that's going to create drama as it is. You don't need to bring in, like, borderline personality disorder people or, you know, narcissists or anything like that to create more drama. It's already going to sell itself. A hundred percent agree. Rodney, do you have any last, um, last second words to add? And obviously I want you to tell everyone where they can find you and do your course and all this stuff. Sure. Um, first off, first off, I, I really appreciate that you brought me on. Thank you. Yeah. This was a last minute thing. We didn't prepare anything guys. I just yeah. texted him and I was like, Hey Rodney, want to go live? <laughs> I'm having all these questions from people. And we haven't, we hadn't even like caught up or anything. So yeah. thank you for coming. I haven't talked to you in a while, but, um, this was great. And, and I always think highly of you and I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, me too. Thank you. And, um, hold on. Alexa, stop. Sorry. The second wife. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's very hard dating right now. Um, and, I actually just, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell this. I really believe in it. Um, I just started a, a Zoom speed dating series. Yes. It's been, it's been very effective. It's hard to meet people right now. And, um, this has been working. It's like people are meeting and, um, there's an application process. Uh, my partner, Ava and I, we go through every applicant. We check people out. We make sure they're legit. We stalk the shit out of every single person. Yes. Research. And, yes. Um, and I have people that have actually attended your real speed dating events, like yeah. in person. And they did say that the quality of people was very, like you guys had put a lot of thought into it. It wasn't just yeah. like, let's put a bunch of Jews there and see what happens. You guys had exactly. like curated that shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's open to all. Um, right now we're, we're doing, um, people, most of the people who are applying are Jewish and they want to be set up with Jewish people. So, um, our events have been, uh, Jewish for the most part. But as we get more applicants, we're going to create more events for, for everyone and, and different, uh, backgrounds and things like that. Awesome. So, so if anyone's interested, um, I'm going to post about it today. There's going to be a link. Feel free to apply. And obviously follow Rodney Rabani and try to try to go on his social media and um, request to be accepted on the question of the day group because that has kept me going during this <laughs> pandemic. It's so fun. I know yeah, it's horrible to say, but it's so fun. Like I love it. I mean, and it's interesting. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I think you're great. Thank you, Rodney. Thanks to the Thank people you. who watched, and we'll catch up 
not on IG Live. <laughs> Please, I'd like that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Diana. Yeah, yeah, yeah.